Welcome to the Cinematic Void Podcast. Cinematic Void is a cult film series that hosts screenings in the Los Angeles area as well as virtually. I'm your host, Jim Branscombe, and joining me as always is... Hey, it's Nick Vance, Paranoid Futures on social media. You can find Cinematic Void on the World Wide Web at cinematicvoid.com, as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all major podcast platforms. If you want to support The Void, you can consider joining our Patreon. All right, man. We should say here, as you know, we get, we're in the new spacious studio. This is the first episode we're recording here, and it's kind of familiar, you know, to say the least, for reasons we will not get into, but yep, we're back. We, I don't want to say we took a month off, but we took a month off, and you know, a lot of shit going on. You just moved. Yeah, that's why we're in your studio. Yes. It's full <laughs> disclosure. <laughs> yes, the po- two and two together. Nick moved, and now we're in a new space, so we have a new recording studio. But, you know, you got a cat. I got a cat. She's real cool. She's around here somewhere. You'll, you're will you going to hear her. But what else has been going on, man? It's been a... Well, it has been. I mean, I've seen you, like, a bunch since. Yeah. But we just... Whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. What has been going on? Uh, Fucking... I don't know. JFK getting shot anniversary. Uh, Are you just gonna go over historic assassinations here? Just list them yeah, all. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've actually we've been we've spent the afternoon talking about historic assassinations. Yeah. And the um, the phenomenon of most of the assassins having three names. Yeah. And and you know I don't know if it was back in the day that everyone just went by like their full name on their driver's license first middle and last but i don't know yeah well, i mean but then that goes even where you know people say abraham lincoln but then who shot abraham lincoln john wilkes booth that's right i mean i guess john hinckley was the exception when he shot reagan i don't think they threw in his middle name in that he shit. didn't kill reagan that's true had he killed him he'd be known by his middle name which right. i do not know because he didn't kill reagan um i don't know you know We've been working. The fucking Egyptian just opened. Uh, you know, we've just been doing that shit. Yeah, That's um, what I've been doing. Well, yeah, because you, you're now, you have the ability to project as a projectionist in three different venues. Yep. So you want to talk about the new Egyptian since you've been in that booth and all that? It's really nice. That's all? <laughs> it's, really, it's, really, it's really nice. I don't know. I don't know. Come see it for yourself. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh I actually... Yeah, I don't know. We talked about last time. You know, fuck the naysayers. That's what we said last time. Yeah. Uh, although people complaining about the balcony and the fucking the size of the screen. You're all wrong. Well... For for many reasons. I'm going to point out two things. One, that screen's fucking huge. Yeah, of course. Two, where the back of the theater is, is pretty damn close to where the balcony was. Yep. Just the way it's like set up. So it's True. like... I don't know. I, I actually... I, you know... There was a big reopening, all that, but I actually didn't go to the Egyptian until like maybe a week after it had been reopened because I got asked to go introduce the Wild Bunch and actually sat through and watched the Sam Peckinpah movie, obviously, and it was in glorious 70 millimeters. So you say that is because is there a remake or something? No, I'm just clarifying. Oh, okay. I, you know, there might be another movie called Wild Bunch, but I assume people would know, <laughs> okay, but right. like, 
I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I love that other Wild Bunch, whatever. I don't know. But I ain't seen, you know, Wild Bunch in forever and let alone been a while since I saw in 70 millimeters. So it was kind of fun. You know, intro was kind of cool. Like, you know, having been and worked in that theater for so many years, it was kind of like, you know, it, it was like walking into the museum. Yeah. Version of where, you know, used to do a lot of screenings and stuff. But it was cool. It was great to be back in there and see the movie. Um, yeah, a lot has been going on. So last time we talked, I was getting ready to go on vacation, did a little Halloween vacation in Maryland. Had some fun stuff. Hung out with my girlfriend, got to see my parents, you know. It was a little, it was a nice break. And, you know, just basically came back and jumped right into a lot of fucking work. Yeah, there's been a lot of things going on, just working, working, you know, been doing screenings, been doing the Halloween Never Ends Part 2 series, did a couple Q&As. I hadn't done any while. I did one with Ken Foray for Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Then the following week, I did one with um, Caroline Williams and Dwayne Whitaker for Halloween 2. A lot of fun stuff coming up. And for those who are wondering what the movie was, because when we did the last episode, we didn't know what everything was playing. But the one movie that ended up playing on the 27th ended up being The Lady in White, which is a really cool, nifty little ghost story. If you haven't seen it, we're checking it out. Shout Factory put it out on Blu-ray. But when I'm screening it, we haven't screened it yet as we're recording this, but by the time it comes out, it would have already screened, so there's no sense in promoting it, or there's no sense in me really talking about it. So, yeah, but it's a 35 millimeter print. Has there been anything else been going on? Uh, we went to see Koyo and Momentum at Midnight Hour in San Fernando. Yeah. Last last weekend. Yeah. I'm gonna say this: anytime you go to the Valley, it's amazing how much parking opens up. True. Like that show a whole lot. Yeah. There was like four cars in that lot. Yeah, it's insane because like you know you try to get a show in L.A. It's like you know forget it. Yeah. Ain't nowhere nowhere to park, but like there that show was pretty packed and it was you know. I'm parking easy right near the venue. I don't know why LA's got to live up to this no parking stereotype. I feel like they've created this thing where like anywhere else in Los Angeles County, you can park pretty easy. Like go to Los Fields 3, easy to park. Go to the Arrow, easy to park. I know people act like it isn't, but like plenty of plenty of good parking. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going on a parking tirade. I feel like we're both a little sleepy right now because we just had Thanksgiving. We're actually recording this on Thanksgiving. You know, I was chef for today. Did a vegan Thanksgiving. How was it? It was great. We we both consumed a bucket of starch, and now we're tired. Very much. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our homie Kellen. He stopped by, had a little Thanksgiving. It was really good. Thank you for dinner. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was waiting for the reel on the podcast. Fuck you, Jim. That food sucked now. No, of course. It was really good. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, if you need someone to cook your Thanksgiving dinner, don't ask me. I can only really do limited amount. But, yeah. I was pretty happy with how it turned out. And, you know, it's kind of nice to chill. And then, you know, we're going to talk about it, rewatch and listen what we basically watching and why we were like, are we even going to record this podcast? Should we just finish this shit up? But, you know, we... You know, between your projection schedule and, like, just life in general and just kind of just juggling things, we just kind of have to take whatever moments we can to record. So, I don't know. It's been a busy month, you know. We're, you know, obviously it's Thanksgiving as we're recording. This will actually come out in December. But, you know, for this kind of episode, this is just more of a shoot-the-shit recap kind of thing. So, it's going to be very rambling. We'll talk some movie stuff, I guess. But one thing I want to reflect on is something I've you know, struggled on, you know, trying to enjoy for the last several years, which is the Halloween season and just horror stuff. And, you know, as 
doing Cinematic Void ice cream horror movies pretty regularly year-round. And, I don't know. It's just like, this kind of goes back to the horror clout episode we did, like, I don't know how many episodes back at time is construct. And, you know, that episode could have been like a month ago. It could have been 10 years ago. I don't even remember. Do you even remember when we fucking recorded that one? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't either. We are definitely in fucking sleep ring. But, <laughs> well, no, it's just like, you know, this October and like I was on vacation for it, but it's just like trying to just enjoy Halloween for what it is before fucking Christmas comes running in and like erases Thanksgiving and all that. And I don't know. What are your thoughts on Halloween and like horror and all that right now? I'm. I mean, it's not my thing. It's not what I'm into. That's what I think. Like I'm. I'm just kind of over it. I don't know. It's not. Uh, I, I don't know. But that's just my personal opinion. I. I don't know. I. I think that kind of horror movies haven't been great for a while, and everything is just kind of like oversaturated and and kind of like corporatized and kind of annoying and just I don't know. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's. I don't know. It's just kind of like I'm I'm over it too, but that's just like on the per- on a personal level, you know. Yeah, and I and I get that, and I, and I may be over it like due to some of those things, and I've just kind of grown out of it. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. It's just like you know, everyone evolves, and it's like things you love, even things you've loved for a long time, can start like losing that pizzazz. You know, our my friend Derek, you know Derek Millen, shout out to Derek who does detours. You know, just did a whole like went to Salem like every weekend in October, like he's been doing for the last several years. And like just seeing the amount of fucking people there is just like insane to me because mm-hmm. that town is not big. And I know I've said this before, but like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like right now horror and Halloween is at its peak. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wonder if like the implosion is coming. It might, I'm not saying it's going to happen like tomorrow, but I feel like something's going to happen. I also feel like now that the strikes are done, you know, I also feel like there's going to be a change in how movies are made and all that. And I feel like maybe there's a shift coming towards the indie film again. And usually when that happens, like, you know, I hope, you know, both of these things happen. It's like really interesting, independently well, independent, well-made horror movies getting made again. And really interesting, independent dramas, comedies, and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, real indie boom. I've said this before, but, you know, I think the superhero phase you know, that's been going on. I always compared it to the musical. And I think it's at the end where like the musicals were real shit. Mm -hmm. And I think people are just getting tired and oversaturated. And, you know, I think it's also reflection, like the audience that comes out the rep screenings, rep screening audiences are younger. Yeah. I mean, for like pre pandemic, it was all like, I don't want to say like of a certain age and a certain gender, you know, but it was of a certain age and a certain gender. Yeah. And now it's more diverse and people are taking chances and they're watching art movies. They're watching horror movies. They're just, you know, there's equal, equal crowds for Tarkovsky or fucking John Carpenter at this point. Yeah. Which I think is really, really great. But, you know, as someone who like, you know, got into horror and like through horror, there was punk rock and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, just kind of like watching it and feel like maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe I'm kind of aging out of shit. Like, you know, um, when I was in Maryland with uh, Leslie, her and I, her and I and her um her son and one of his friends, we did a haunted house attraction called um, Legends of the Fog, which is you know, I think it was like three mazes and a hayride. Right on. And I all four tickets, VIP tickets with fast pass shit, was as much as one ticket to Universal Studios Horror Nights. Hmm. 
So four tickets equals one. And um, I did I did that with um, Mark this year at Universal Studios Horror Nights, and like we tried to see how many mazes we could do on just a regular ticket, and it was like barely four. Yeah. So you know, being you know in Maryland in like kind of a smaller you know town area, like. Doing four mazes didn't pretty easy. You know, Hayride was fucking sick. It was a lot of fucking fun. And that, it kind of reminded me of the nostalgia of my childhood. Like, that made me feel like, really, I still enjoy Halloween was doing mm-hmm. that. Whereas something like Universal Studios, I feel like, sucks the fucking fun out of it. Because, one, you're waiting in line, which I know is a thing that, you know, L.A.'s, a lot of people in L.A. like to do. Like, there's people that show up hours early to go to a fucking movie screening get a specific seat and there's people that are willing to wait in lines for fucking mazes that last like seven minutes you know so the time the time that you go out and you do enjoy the the thing on whatever the the yeah hayride the blah 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 whatever it makes you feel nostalgic for childhood well maybe mm-hmm. halloween is just for fucking children and you and everyone needs to let it go dude <laughs> yeah, but that's actually a fair point maybe it's maybe the reason you're not feeling halloween anymore I mean, it's because it's not fucking for you. That's true. Although they sure as shit marketed for like people of our age group. I mean, they yeah, well, kids don't have money. Yeah, kids don't have money. Kids aren't. Yeah. Fun. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just kids aren't I, buying Trick or Treat Studios fucking Michael Myers mask or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get. I mean, but it's more to my point is just that like, uh, you know, it's become this thing that's not for children anymore because it's become like marketable and everything else, and it's just, you know. I mean, it's it, it's it's that everyone has become overgrown children, and and you know that's just the that's that's where we are in society. Yeah, I mean, it's we talked about this the horror cloud episode. I'm pretty sure we said I use the term Disney adult. And yeah, there's a lot of that in horror, and it's like you know, I I feel like I I'm not gonna let go of horror and Halloween because it was something that was like just it's what kind of made me be me. Sure, but like you know. I think the difference of, like, going to a small town and doing, like, a fucking, you know, hayride, obviously, isn't spending, like, fucking millions of dollars, like, you know, yeah. Universal Studios or Knott's Berry Farms or whatever yeah. are spending. And, like, being able to enjoy it, like, you know, it's all the same fucking jump scares and stuff. But, like, yeah. it was it was just fun because, like, it was actually enjoyable. And I think a lot of things that are offered up now aren't enjoyable. Totally. It's just, I, I think the... Where I'm getting at, and I think your point is actually really good and valid. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm also just. I know you're also being a dick. I'm also but, just talking shit, but yeah. you know, but if you want to, if you want to take it to heart, go for it. I suppose, but no, no, I'm no, kind of no, no. just fucking around. <laughs> I'm not actually taking it. I'm trying to like, yeah. Uh, but I think your point is like 100 percent valid because it's like, yeah, maybe it's not for me anymore, and I'm just holding on to a fucking idea of like looking for like this thing that just doesn't exist yeah true. And trying to right find the threads that make it exist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like i i think the thing is is just like when you know certain things get oversaturated it's just not fun and that's with anything like you know we've gone to a lot of shows but is that is that kind of gatekeeper mentality just make you a fucking grump you're just an old grump bro it could be i mean but you know, I think waiting like 120 minutes to go through the fucking Exorcist maze at like Universal Studios is yeah. like that's not being a grump. And like, I'd rather you push down the fucking Exorcist stairs. Yeah, actually, to be to be blunt, I think it would be more of an entertaining and like you have more thrills and like you would you know have more of a scare if you got pushed down those Exorcist stairs. As 
fucked up as that might be, but like, I mean, I guess like where I'm going at with it is just like, I don't know. It's just like, we've gone to a lot of shows recently Mm -hmm. and the thing we've done now is like, I know some people are like, well, you should support all bands and all that. It's like, we show fucking late and just (laughs) watch support all that. No, we support the scene, man. Yeah, fuck all that. I'm old. Like I standing too long hurts my goddamn back. Like, you know, when we went and saw Koyo, like literally we showed up when like I think there was how many bands were on the bill? Fucking five, six? Five or six. We saw two and we we're like, my fucking my feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but like that was just kind of my limit. It's just like, you know, sometimes less is more. But you know, just less bands and just make the experience more enjoyable instead of trying to cram so much fucking shit in there. I guess that's the same with like fucking, you know, all the haunted attractions, all the Halloween stuff is just cramming so much in there mm-hmm. where like it's too much or there's too many people. And as many people as possible too. Yeah. It's all about cramming. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, there's all these things, but like you won't have access to it because you're competing with like for every, for every like event. You know, there's like for every one of you, there's another fucking hundred people that are going to go onto it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's fine because like that shit's popular. And it's like, who am I to, regardless of being a small town, you know, small time like person trying to make money at this or a fucking multinational corporation, you can't really fault someone for trying to get that bag. But the one thing I wanted to mention about Universal is their VIP tickets this year. And I actually saw people complaining about it. Like VIP or like <laughs> their fast pass shit. There was lines for that. Yeah. Because there were so many fucking people, and I think they oversold everything. Mm-hmm. Which, it sucks. I mean, yeah. But it's like, you know, I I don't know. I just, I just want to enjoy things. I just want to enjoy life is what I'm really getting at. And, I don't know, this, this has been a year of reflection, because, like, last year this time, like... This is, what are you laughing about, fucker? <laughs> like, look, man, I just want to enjoy life, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm so fuck. We were, we were listening to that fucking Ono Band fucking record before this, so. Well, I, I'm just, what I'm trying to get is the bigger point is like, you know, last year around this time, we didn't have any episodes until like fucking December, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. For a lot, a lot of reasons. And, I don't know. You know, I just, I had a big change in my life and like, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but like where I was at this time last year, I was a completely different person. And like, part of it was just like, you know, trying to be like being able to enjoy stuff and be happy. Again. And that's been a fucking journey the whole fucking year, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I think a lot of things are right as your cat is attacking me. That's Benoche, by the way. Shout out to Nick's cat, Benoche. Got to keep with that criterion spirit. Yeah. She's all right until she pulls the whole fucking thing down. But, like, it's fitting today's Thanksgiving or whatever. Because, like, you know, it's, it's the time to reflect on those things you're thankful for. Basically, I'm just saying it's like, I'm over bullshit. I ain't got time for things that fucking do not give me joy or make me miserable in life. And I am just looking forward to just, like, living life and enjoying it. Which I have been working on this whole year. So that is what I'm thankful for. I don't know why this is becoming a Thanksgiving podcast, too. Probably because we just ate. I guess I'm thankful because we had a good meal. And now I'm really tired and really rambly and whatever. That's kind of a rough summation of what's been going on. It's Nick's been projecting. He's been busting his ass. He's been... What did you project for me recently where you fucking nailed? Oh, what the fuck would that have been for you? 
It was back in October, was it? Oh, you did Creep Show, didn't you? Yes. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, you fucking nailed those fucking changers of Thank Creep you. Show. Thank we did we talk about that in fucking percent? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's been so long, and it's not like we go back and listen to any of this shit. We just we listen when we edit, and there then it's out in the wild. Out in the wild, it's roaming the woods, letting, waiting for people to listen to it. We're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about what's coming up in December. Uh, I'm gonna hint at some things for January because why the fuck not and yeah so we're just going to take that commercial break and when we return there'll be more of the Cinematic Void Podcast come on everyone it's time hello I'm Orville Redenbacher this is my favorite time of the year when we Redenbachers get together to share the best of the season of course we pop up plenty of my light and fluffy gourmet popping corn and my gourmet microwave popping corn ready you'll say they're the season's best or I'm not Great-grandpa to you. May your holiday be the best there is. We are Beatrice. Twas the night before Christmas, and there in the house, the kitten discovered the new Commodore's mouse. Now touch the mouse to do what you choose. The mouse makes the Commodore simpler to use. Educate. Entertain. Put thoughts together. The world's best-selling family computer just got better. So bring home the new Commodore 64 now. A Commodore Christmas to all. And to all, uh... Welcome back. We are talking about the rest of the December lineup here on the Cinematic Void Podcast. The reason why I use rest of December, we already announced one of the December shows. It's the tail end of the Halloween Never Ends series, which is Neon Maniacs, which I'm stoked to be doing because we're going to have one of the producers and some of the Neon Maniacs themselves showing up for it. But for the rest of December, I only get two dates because Cinematheque's going to be closed on Christmas. So I came up with a two-film series that I'm calling Nuclear Winter. And if you haven't seen the movies, you might not understand it, but I think it's a pretty good reference. I don't know what you think about it. Watch as you call it Nuclear Winter? Yeah. I think you're doing great. <laughs> That's a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> there, fucker. I think you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. <sighs> Why am I your friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. I, I mean know. it. I think it's true. great. It's perfect for it. Yeah, man. We are fucking sleepy today. I'm just a little tired. Yeah. yeah. How, how many fucking coffees we had? Man, a lot. Enough to maybe not be this tired, but you know. Yeah, fucking man. It's just that the, we're carved out. Anyway, <laughs> we are carved the fuck out. Anyway, so it's just two films for December, so let's just be real quick. Um, you know, the first one's going to be on December 11th. Why, why did I feel like there's something that happens on December 11th? This is how fucking tired I'm. I'm making up fucking holidays here, but no, there's nothing on December 11th. Other than my screening of a film directed by David Cronenberg from 1983 called The Dead Zone. Stephen King author of Cujo and Carrie. David Cronenberg, director of Scanners. Together, they put you in the grip of the dead zone. You're a devil. From the mind of Stephen King, a vision of the future. The dead zone. Rated R. It stars Christopher Walken, Brooke Adams, Tom Skerritt, and Martin Sheen. It was produced by the great Deborah Hill and is based on a book by some guy called Stephen King. Ever heard of him? Was this a TV movie? 
No, it was the actual movie. There, yeah. there was a TV series of this mm-hmm. with I think Anthony Michael Hall in like yeah. late nineties, two thousand. I can't remember when, but it was on the USA Network. Mm-hmm. I, nah, this wasn't a TV movie, but you know, it was. It's just uh, I don't know. It just feels weird for being a Cronenberg. Like it feels like it's like I, I like this one a lot actually, but uh, it, it, it being Cronenberg, it feels like stifled somehow or something. Well. But you know, you know, so it almost feels like it was kind of like th- I don't know. That's what makes me think TV movie. Like it almost feels like it was kind of like forced in this box. You know, he kind of like came out of the what he what I think of as what he does and made this adaptation. Well, you want to know why? Because Videodrome was a financial flop. Okay. So he had his deal with Universal. Videodrome came out and tanked, and he was basically offered the Dead Zone, and he just signed up because he just. Mm-hmm. He figured, like, if he could work and get, like, some kind of, like, hit back. Cool. Like, he could get his footing back. Yeah, yeah. Which is true, because after he did this, he ended up doing The Fly. The Fly. Yeah, yeah cool. So the, right on, man. So it was kind of in-between movie. Um, I can't remember who the composer on this movie was offhand, and I mm-hmm. should have wrote it down, but it's not Howard Shore, so he had to make some concessions on it. Okay. And, yeah, it's, if you haven't seen the movie, it's about a man who wakes from a coma and discovers he has psychic abilities. That's sick. Pretty, pretty, pretty simple, straight ahead, and... If you're wondering where the nuclear part of this comes in, well, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, you should. And specifically, if you live in L.A. and you haven't seen the movie, come out to the screening. Figure out why this is part of a two-film series called Nuclear Winter. I actually haven't seen this in forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of looking forward to re-watching it in a theater. And I, I kind of wonder if some of the political under and overtones, how it plays now and like, Mm-hmm. modern times because i think there's some parallels with shit but you know 40 years later 40 years yeah you know history repeats uh for the other movie in her two film nuclear winter series on the 18th i'm showing what deanna rooney who you know cinematic movie does all kinds of cool characters for you know live intros also you know on mystery science theater 3000 um, she was telling me specifically this film that this is her and uh, her husband Jonah Ray's like movie. So I was like, just come out and hang out and watch. Don't do any shit. So this this is a movie that's closing out 2023 for the Void. It is directed by Alex Cox. It's from 1985. It is Repo Man. Hey baby, you need a ride? Meet Otto, master repossessor of cars. I'm going to have to torture you. Ah! He meets the weirdest people. Let's go do some crimes. And stumbles into the strangest situations. You think it's too late for us to get romantically involved? But nothing could prepare him for the ultimate repossession. Wow, this is intense. Repo Man, rated R. Starts Friday, May 4th at selected theaters and drive-ins near you. And kind of a accidental tie-in, more so, more so than the nuclear thing that's going on. Movie stars Emilio Estevez, who is the son of Martin Sheen. So, synergy, or whatever, I don't know. And also stars the great Harry Dean Stanton, one of the greatest character actors to ever do it. Bad motherfucker he was. Soundtrack is filled with all kinds of punk rock and that kind of stuff. You know, Iggy Pop, Suicidal Tendencies, Black Flag, Fear, Circle Jerks, and The Plugs. And for those of you who haven't seen it, a young punk is recruited by a car repossession agency and finds himself in pursuit of a Chevy Malibu that is wanted for a $20,000 bounty. And But it has some otherworldly things stashed in the trunk. Ooh, what is it? I don't know. Want to find out what that is? Come to the screening on the 18th of December. 
And it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Kind of is. In Shit. a way. Kind of kind of is really <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> Although uh, when you open the briefcase of Pulp Fiction, no one fucking like got evaporated from radiation. Yeah. I guess I gave away the nuclear part of this, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think we just spoiled the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. It's still a great movie. You get to see some moshing. You got the, you know. I think we spoiled a 38-year-old film. I know. We're such fucking assholes. You know, take it up with us on Letterboxd or whatever. But, yeah, that's the December lineup. And with December comes another month after, which is January. And there's a little month-long thing that the void does every january called january giallo which is in the works definitely going to be nationwide again you know i've been talking to my friends at the coolidge and the c film center in denver and other people have been getting their lineups ready and i'll say this about the void lineup it's either going to be great or really great depending on a certain thing that i'm not going to talk about on this podcast but just want to tease that and for those of you who don't live in la December is also going to bring the return of the Cinemadness movie. And not only is it a return, it is a full season of eight new episodes starting on... What day of the week is Saturday? I should have this written down. <laughs> what day of the week is Saturday? Well, it's Saturday. I meant what day <laughs> What day in December... Uh, it's December 9th. Saturday, December 9th kicks cool. off a new season. It runs from then through all of January. Eight new episodes... Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Cinematic Void YouTube channel. Things will go live. There's a chat. You can tweet along. All kinds of stuff. And if you're on Patreon, you get an extended viewing window. And, you know, Patreon also helps make this podcast happen. And it's also the home of the podcast archive where we have exclusive episodes that are no longer on the feed. As well as old episodes of the Cinematist movie. Plus, I put up some Q&As and intros and pre-show stuff and you know load it up with what the kids call content i guess so that's the void in december you know um i don't really have much more to say do you mm, no that's about it yeah i think we're good so we're gonna take one last break and when we return it'll be read watch and listen here on the cinematic void podcast here's one for mom and daddy one grandma came to bring one from Uncle Charlie and one from Burger King. It's the Burger King doll. This Christmas, your kids can have this colorful, cuddly Burger King doll free when you buy a book of 10 gift certificates for $5. Add an extra touch to Christmas with a gift from Burger King. Radio Shack makes Christmas dreams come true. This mini phone you gave me will sure be great for the den. Super small size, push button dial with a memory button that automatically redials busy numbers. An extra long 16 foot cord. And it hangs up when you put it down on any flat surface. Besides, we save even more when we own our own phone instead of renting it. And it's on sale for $39.88. Honey, I should have gotten you one for the kitchen. Well, you did. Built and sold only by Radio Shack, your Christmas electronics store. Welcome back. It's now time for... On the Cinematic Void podcast, where we talk about all the things we've been reading, watching, and or listening to since the last time we recorded a podcast. I think both of us are going to probably just keep it to more recent history and not a whole fucking month. But, Nick, what have you been reading, watching, and or listening to? Uh, I just watched the... Um the greatest Thanksgiving film of all time, House of Yes, by Mark What's-His-Name that did Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. Was it Mark Waters? Mark Waters, not Mark Wahlberg. 
No. Uh, and I also just uh, watched Sick of Myself, uh, which is the guy that just did uh, Dream Scenario, the uh, Christopher, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Borg, Borgley. Borgley, yeah. That's, that can't be it. Um, but uh, yeah, Sick of Myself is incredible. Incredible. I loved it so much. It's weird as hell. Have you seen this? I know it played Beyond Fest. I haven't seen it it yet. It did, and it's been on my list to see for a while, and I didn't know what the fuck I was getting myself into. Dude, it's so funny. It's so fun. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It had, like, like at times, it's hard to watch. (laughs) But then, oh, it's so funny. It's so good. It's so crazy. It's so weird. It's so different than anything else man i i if anything i could i would compare it to something similar to like that assholes movie that i'm always talking about like it's that kind of just like fucked up and over the top and funny and like original um i don't know but still like i think it's yeah it's just another fun one to like you know throw on in the background of the party if you're fucked up if you're insane (laughs) i mean i mean you got what was that one thing you threw on at your house warming party well there was assholes and then i had uh where the dead go to die it's like a weird animated thing that was the one yeah it's fucking insane it's it's um (laughs) unearthed put it out put out a dvd of it um but it's like long fucking sold out you know it's like it's pretty hard to come by that was during your hardcore fucking um Unearth phase, yeah. No, I mean I I rented it. I don't I don't own it. Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> you just rented it. Yeah, and played I, it I, I rented party. it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't I haven't really had a whole lot of time to watch stuff lately. Um, just been doing a lot of projecting and whatnot, which is cool. But you know, I don't like I'm, I'm like come home and shove more movies in my face. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll just do a fucking film podcast. There you go. You know, um, I don't know, man. I just I just saw Manhattan by Woody Hallen for the first time. Woody, Woody, ha- Woody Hallen. I don't know why I said it like that. Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> that was not intentional. Yeah, the Woody Allen film Manhattan. I just saw that for the first time. Like, why is this in black and white? That's, like, the only, that's the only thing I... Like, <laughs> that's really that's my only takeaway is just like, why Why did he do this in black and white, though? Um No. You know, I mean, it's Manhattan by Woody Allen. It's fucking really great. Duh. Yeah. But, you know, hey, look. Uh, So there's read, then there's watch. Then there's listen. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I've been listening to the um, new Laughing Corpse uh, Demented Thoughts Posed as Dark Comedy EP. It's like just good, fast, hardcore, kind of COC-esque. Maybe a little like double negative or something. Good shit. Uh, and then I mean, I'm still listening to that fucking Koyo record, uh, quite a bit, but we just saw them last weekend. I'm still listening to that fucking record. Uh, new crime in stereo, more <laughs> long Island bullshit. Uh, and, uh, fucking, I don't know, man. I guess that's about it. Um, I got, I don't know, man. It's just one of those days, bro. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of those Thanksgivings. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's not like I have anything much yeah, else to give like, you. Yeah, like, yeah, I actually feel exactly the same way. I have nothing to say and don't feel like saying it. Yeah, which probably will make this podcast. <laughs> this is a quite an quite a engaging listen. Yeah. All right, as for me, read. I ain't read shit. I know we were supposed to 
finish that Ant Kind book and do the Cinematic Void book club, but I don't think either of us have had the energy or time to sit down and really read. No, but I've had a, I've had people that listen to the podcast reach out and be like, "Hey, I started reading that book and they <laughs> and they've finished it." <laughs> it's a long fucking book. Oh, uh, that I know that I barely, you know, I definitely didn't hit a hundred pages, and I think it's like seven hundred. So I, I think we're about at the same point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck, we're making people read this book all excited for a book a little bit. I don't know if that's why they, they're they like, oh, I can't wait to hear those guys. I don't think that's what it was, but yeah, they're just I, like, oh, I, that sounds fucking sick. I and, hope I and, hope not. And, and they liked it. It seems like they liked it. So, you know, it's a recommendation. Maybe we should check that book out sometime. Yeah, maybe we should check that <laughs> book we recommended and haven't finished yet. But, you know, watch. I already mentioned it's all Wild Bunch at 70. Also went to the Vista, another reopened theater in los angeles and saw eli rolf's thanksgiving in 35 millimeter did you have to uh put your phone in a lockbox no was quentin there no that's why that's why yeah but yeah it's thanksgiving i think the first hour is a lot of fun last 45 minutes or so of it just kind of like loses steam to me i kind of wonder if like something was altered along the way but i mean overall the movie's fun you know, he definitely has got some nice homages to, like, My Bloody Valentine and um, Happy Birthday to Me. Is it, uh, yeah, Happy Birthday to Me. That's what it's actually called, I think. I don't know. But, you know, the the opening Black Friday or, like, Thanksgiving night pre-Black Friday fucking opening sequence of that movie is fucking incredible. It cool. is off the fucking charts. There's some yeah. good gore. There's a lot of good, like, you know witty dialogue banner back and forth stuff and it's just like it was fun you know cool i kind of i mean there's just part of me that you know wishes it kind of just kept it up to like where i think it would have been a so like a certified modern slasher classic where i think it's just it's good cool and i did the uh i projected the beyond fest screening of that a few weeks a few weeks ago before it came out and uh and i had to do the studio tech check as well so i ran it twice in one day and you know, it's not like I got to watch it, but I did. I did just kind of like peek out for a few key scenes of of like pretty crazy gore. Uh, I'm I'm excited to check it out at some point. Like I'm not rushing out to see it, but you know, it it just happened. I like I ended up like you know it was a Sunday night, and I was like I'm just gonna go to eight forty five show, and I hit up her homie Kellen. He came out with me, and it ran into Scott Carlson and Brian, who if you ever went to the Egyptian pre pandemic had a void show, would have his like table with all of his blue selling Blu rays and other stuff there. Yeah. I hadn't seen that dude in person fucking I guess like a couple of years now at this point. Yeah, man, be good to see that guy. I like I like to run into him. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. So we all sat there, catched up, and you know. Thanksgiving was fun. Uh, also watched the new Cauldron Films Blu-ray release of Fan of the Death, a.k.a. Off Balance, directed by Ruggiero Diodato, director of Cannibal Holocaust. It's kind of a late 80s kind of giallo slasher, kind of a little bit of like medical weirdness kind of film. It stars um, Michael York, which is pretty crazy. You know, pretty prestigious actor. Not also has Donald Pleasance, Edwidge Fennick is in it, and it's got a killer score by Pino Donaggio. It's like the script and like the IDs in it are so fucking great. And the thing that kind of like this is, I'm actually kind of glad I'm talking about this and Thanksgiving back to back because, but for different reasons, I feel like this movie was something that like felt like it was going to be like a four or five star movie, and then just kind of just ended up being like a three. Mm-hmm. 
And whereas I think Thanksgiving was like, there's a lot of fun and like, you know, Eli Roth was enjoying the shit out of making this movie. You could tell Rigardo Leonardo did not give a fuck about making this movie. I think on the special features, he talks about like being like, eh, that's not really my thing. And he just fucking sleepwalks through it. Yeah. He takes a really, really fun concept of the movie and just like fucking just, <laughs> just, it, I don't know, man. Yeah. But there, there's, you know, like all the acting's great in it. At which Fennec is stunning as ever, and this is like late eighties. Um, fucking, the, my favorite thing in the movie is Donald Pleasance just running through like a square in Italy, screaming profanity. He's like, "You fucking bastard!" Like in a Donald accent, like Donald Pleasance like voice kind of thing. And like I was fucking dying. I actually rewound it and rewatched it because it was just it was just I don't know something about Donald Pleasance in like you know eighties Italian horror movies like you know. Nothing underneath him at the fucking Wendy's and shit like that. It's yeah. just like, I don't I feel like all these movies just has that one scene where it's just so fucking ridiculously unhinged <laughs> that it just like, right. it makes it memorable. And like Phantom of Death had that. Um, also had a virtual date night with my girlfriend, Leslie. We watched Birth Rebirth on Shudder. What a fucking mean, weird, kind of awesome, like newer movie. Cool. It's basically about like, a mother whose daughter dies, and then this person working in the Morgan Hospital steals the body and runs an experiment on it and reanimates the body. It's kind of like sad fucking reanimator. Oh, man. And it's a slow burn. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's definitely more in the drama, but there's some fucked up shit. There's some fucked up choices, and it was really, really fucking well done. So if you have Shudder, definitely check that out. Uh, for Listen... Hang tight. I- we did forget to mention. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All day we've been watching the uh, Undertaker: The Last Ride oh, yeah. on uh, on Peacock, and it's five episodes altogether. And so we watched three today. And we're really just trying to rush through this podcast so we can finish the last two. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering why we're so unenthused and just like I don't know what to talk about because we're like, dog, we gotta finish the fucking last ride. It's, it's not like it's going anywhere, but like we're invested, man. It's like I, I've said this before about pro wrestling now. I couldn't watch a new wrestling match. I would have no desire yeah, for that. I, I definitely don't care to, but but like wrestling uh wrestling documentaries, especially when it's wrestling documentaries about wrestlers that I cared about in the past, oh man, they're they're quite engaging. Yeah, so this this has definitely been really, really entertaining. So yeah, thank you for pausing on that. Oh yeah. Because like, oh man. Yeah, I'm going to burn through listening. Like, oh, man, I, I cannot wait to throw that back on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let me just power through listening. <laughs> uh, for listen, I've been listening to various tracks by the band Propagandi. I, I, it's part of something that, like, you and I are working on that we're not going to talk about yet. Just, I don't know. I Looking for different inspiration places. Oh, interesting. I, just taking a different approach. Because, I like it. I, like, I mean, uh not De- not definitely i i would say that all three of us are bigger fans than maybe you even realize like yeah you know definitely like propagandi's when they when they were like in there it, to me there's like a middle middle like sweet spot period where it's just that band was just like on their own fucking trip and they were like really on to something and they and they still do kind of that same thing but i think there's just there was a really good version of it. Now they're just like, now it's just treading the yeah. same ground over and over. Yeah. It's fine. I think there's two albums where it's really, really Potemkin city limits. I mean, and, it's uh, so good. And supporting cast. I think yeah. those two totally. are just like, 
And those were the main two I was listening to. It's like it took them years to get to that point and figure out who they were. Yeah. But then they just made four more of those records, and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, they just hit the formula. Like, you know, if you you know what Propaganda is, they're a Canadian band. They started off as kind of a fat record-style pop-punk band, but they were always very, very political. And then they kind of just, you know, started adding more thrash and metal elements to it. It's still catchy. It's still pop. But, like, you know, I was... Not to get into what, why, but like it was just like some of the things that I was listening to that I can't talk about yet. Kind of some of this stuff reminded me of that, so I just kind of like went back to that as I'm thinking of like writing lyrics and shit like that. Not because I'm pulling political lyrics or anything like that, but just writing and structure stuff. Uh, same reason I was listening to Pig Destroyer Prowler Yard. I also put on Terrifier, which is a Pig Destroyer record I kind of always half liked. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like. It's kind of weird I'm saying. It's another record that kind of lost steam. Yeah. As it went, started strong and just kind of... I Listening to it now, I think it kind of holds up pretty good, mm-hmm. surprisingly. I mean, I, I think Prowler and Yard is still like the benchmark for that band or any fucking grindcore band. Yeah. Um, Some things I've been listening to that is unrelated to the thing I can't talk about. I love being vague on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Uh, The self-titled record from Spiritual Cramp, who we saw with Teenage Wrist and Heavenward... Um, what month, two months ago? I don't know when the fuck it was. Um, kind of fun, like post punky punk. Yeah. I guess I don't have a better word for it, but kind of really catchy. I dig it a lot. Um, been listening to that Wayside. What does your soul look like? Record. Kind of still getting into it. Like I, I, I'm kind of stuck on a few of the singles that came out, but I did a whole listen the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty solid, but I need to get more time. And part of the reason why I haven't given more time is that I'm still stuck on that fucking Koyo record. Would you miss it? Yeah. I mean, after seeing them live, but like, you know, I, I know the next episode we're going to record is going to be our top fives. And I usually the albums, I usually do Blu-rays or whatever, but I think it's safe to say this is probably my record of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of a song I want to skip on there. Like, if I put it on, it's start to finish. Yeah. And if I do anything, it's go back and let's do one of the songs again, and then just go to the next one. Because sometimes you want that extra hit. Hell yeah. So really catchy, I guess, poppy hardcore. Hardcore means pop punk. What would you call it? I can't comment on that. You can't? Don't no, want. I won't. You won't? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> More vagueness. Um <laughs> Some other stuff I've been listening to is um, Super Heaven's Jar and ours is Chrome Records. I don't, I've been on that kick for a little bit. And yeah, as the helicopter's flying over, it's letting us know that this is the end of this episode of the Cinematic Void podcast. Um, yeah, this is in the new studio. <laughs> and yeah, closer to the helicopters. Closer, to, Yeah, actually closer to the helicopters, a little higher up, so we're... Or like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Fuck this. Anyway, that's the episode. We're going to go back and watch fucking Undertaker's Last Ride. And until next time, see, see you in the, the void. I kind of like how fucking lazy this fucking <laughs> Sorry, episode. man. No. <laughs> I got nothing. Dude, I ain't got nothing either. That's why I keep throwing it to you. (laughs) I don't got shit.